Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 108, You Don't Love Your Child. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. All right, I just want to clarify right off the bat that you love your child and that's why you're here and you're just curious about what this title means and it's more about when others allude to outright accuse or suggest that you may not love your child if you don't x y or z so i want to talk about that today hey ladies hope you had a great week We've been having a a good, well, actually, no, last week was a really crappy week, actually. Like, I'm feeling really good right now. (laughs) Got a full belly, and I'm feeling great, but I was, like, not doing good last week. And I think in hindsight, um, I was probably on my period. That's probably what was going on. I, um, but also, so in addition to that, let's say that was happening. In addition to that, um, we are starting we're shifting our family's lifestyle again to try to find healing for not just my kids with special needs but the but the rest of us so we're taking really a good look at our diet and examining what it is that we want to get rid of and what we want to keep and how we think it will help us in the long term and so we're kind of starting this journey it's really just one big science experiment. We're going to give it a a good go for three months. And at the end of three months, we want to evaluate how we're feeling, how we're doing. Like, have we seen any improvements for anybody in the family? Um, You know, especially our two kiddos that have special needs and mood regulation issues and, you know, just all the things. So we've started that list last week and that's been really hard. Uh, Like... (laughs) kudos to all of you who are out there doing it and doing it successfully like changing what you eat every day as a family is no easy task not only can it be expensive on the pocketbook for for shifting out of what you were eating to new things but thinking about what to eat when you're planning your menu every week and thinking about what to buy and where to buy it and is it the quality of food that you want and and then what do i do with all these ingredients what kind of meals do we make and so it's it's been a learning curve and I feel very blessed that I have a very um, supportive and helpful husband and I am supportive and helpful to him and both of us are for our children and so we're able to to make this less difficult than I think it could be and so that's that's a good sign but we still are like adjusting you know as a family and so anyway Setting that aside, though, I want to talk with you all today about a subject that I wish someone would have told me in the first couple of years that I had a child that was experiencing a lot of health issues, medical issues, developmental issues, and um, when I was doing a lot of research, and I just didn't have the emotional resilience that I have now that I had then. And and here here's kind of how it went. I'm looking, right, even now, but back then I was looking for what I could do as a mom to help my child. What kind of therapies, what kind of doctors, what kind of tests or examinations or diets or anything out there 
could I do? And even like researching what is the cause of all of these issues? What's causing it? And what can we do to help? And so what I have noticed over the years is that as you are doing this research and you're putting yourself out there and you're asking questions and you're trying to get information back, sometimes the feedback that you get goes something like this. Well, what you really need to do is just accept where your child is and that you don't need to change them and that there's nothing wrong with them and you just need to love them. Or if you were a mother that cared for your child, you would be doing this. Okay, these are, these are things that people have said to me directly and in roundabout ways, trying to be nice. But essentially, it's kind of like you don't really love your child if you're trying to change how they are right now in the world. You just kind of need to teach them how to cope and you need to teach them, um, you know, that there's nothing wrong with them. And initially, years ago, this was really hard for me because... I started actually questioning, do I love my child? Maybe I don't. And I was like, I was listening to those voices. Like, maybe I don't love my child because I'm looking for a cure. Or maybe I don't love my child because I think that, that there might be, you know, a better way to do it. Or maybe I, you know, I'm not listening to the doctors like they said, but, but what they're telling me to do at home isn't working. And now I don't love my child because of that. And I think it's something that you really need to watch out for, not because I think that these people are trying to break you down. And I don't think that that anyone that really comes across and says, hey, like you just need to love your kid is trying intentionally to say that you are a bad mother or to say, you know, that you're just absolutely awful. I think that they are coming from a genuine place of what they believe. And so... Instead of personalizing it and going, oh my gosh, maybe I don't love my child. What's more helpful is thinking something like, what's more helpful is realizing that what they're saying is a reflection of their beliefs about their own child or about the condition that your child has. And that they can be allowed to have that space and have that belief. Perhaps the suggestions that they're giving to you is what is working for their child. It is helping their child. So it comes from a place of genuine concern. And yes, I want to help you. And this is what's working for us. Now, listen, if you have tried those things and done those things and it's not working for your child and you're looking for something different and they're saying, all you need to do is love them and kind of do what I'm doing for my child please do not question whether or not your love for your child is genuine. Please separate the two. You looking for solutions, you looking to help your child, you asking questions does not have anything to do with whether or not you love your child. And this is something that I want to offer generally to people, and I, it show, I see it showing up a lot in these discussions between moms that have kids with special needs, is that if you are taking a different perspective, and a very common one, maybe it's not very common, maybe it's just the one that I am most around, but the one that I see the most is whether or not autism, like is, is autism something that we can 
get rid of the symptoms? Is it something that's curable? Is it something that is recoverable from? And mostly you have two camps that I can see. And one is no, autism is not something that you can recover from. It's something that is part of your person, your personality and how you show up in the world. And it's not something you recover from. It's something you learn to cope with because we live in a world that wasn't designed for those that are autistic. And then on the other side of that that um, perspective is the idea that autism is something that you can recover from, that you can be cured from, and that you can do it through, you know, different modalities. Everybody has a different a different way that they approach this. But those are kind of the two perspectives that I have seen surface in my online conversations. And whether or not you believe autism is curable or not, or or any other disability or disorder or diagnosis that your child has, whether or not it is or isn't incurable, and the way that you're approaching it, that is completely separate from whether or not you love your child. I am willing to bet that every single mother that is out there looking, researching, trying things, loves her child dearly. And so do you. And you're doing the best that you know how. So if you encounter someone that has a different idea about your child's diagnosis, or thinks that you should be doing it differently, and might suggest that the solution to your emotional issues, emotional struggles, and the hardship of raising a child with special needs is due to the lack of love that you have for your child, I want you to take pause and really think about that. Because they're not the same. Your love is not the same as your, the struggle that you're having. Your love for your child is not the opposite of you trying to want to help them have the best life they can have. Okay, your love for your child is just your love for your child. And how we moms all go about it is going to be different. So what I really want to offer right now to the world is that we can still be a support to each other, that we don't have to tear each other down, even if we believe very differently in how to approach helping our children. And what that also means is that when someone comes and offers advice to you, or like when they come and offer advice to me, and it's really not what I feel is going to be best for my kid, that I can allow them space to hold their opinion because I don't know what it's doing for them and their child. It could be the exact thing that they need, that their child needs, and it could be something that's working for them. And so I can allow them that space to to be there and to take care of their child the way that they feel they need to. And I can support myself even when others don't think I'm doing it the way that it should be done or that I don't view it the way they think it should be viewed. I can feel confident that I love my child. And I want to offer that same option for you because it is an option. Because what you don't want to do is do your research, 
and come to a conclusion that you feel will be right for your child and then dismiss it because somebody else says that you don't love your child if you don't do it their way. So I want to offer you a question that you can ask yourself right now, find the answers to it so that when you're in a situation where you feel like the love you have for your child is being challenged, it can ground you. You can think back to the answers to this question and you can feel grounded in the love that you have for your child, even if someone else is challenging it. And the question is simple. How do I know that I love my child? And the answers that you use will be most impactful and powerful if they do not involve other people. So for example, how do I know I love my child? Because the doctor is telling me or my friends are telling me like, no, you're a good mom. You love your child because you do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's really not a good, reliable answer because you cannot always rely on other people to be there for you to give you that validation. The answers to this question need to be something that come from you, that come from evidences that you have in your own personal life or ways that you think about your child. Okay, so some example answers. And these answers aren't for everyone, right? They need to be personalized. These are just some suggestions. And if they resonate with you, that's great. And you can use them. And if they don't, then really go internal for a minute and ask that question. How do I know that I love my child? And answer them then. So some of the answers could look like I'm staying with my child. I'm doing a lot of research for my child. I'm there when my child is having a difficult time. I'm feeding my child the best food I know how to feed them. I'm getting my child the best medication I know to help them. I'm continually trying new things and not giving up. Or I just feel it in my heart when I think about them. Or I just know that I love them or I'm willing to die for them, right? I'm willing to fight for them. Now, this does not mean, I just want to throw this disclaimer in there, that you won't have a bad day, or you won't wish that you weren't somewhere else, or you won't wish this was easier, or you won't wish a whole bunch of other things, right? That they would just go away for a while so you could be alone. Like, it doesn't mean you won't have those kinds of thoughts. All it means is that you know that even though you have hard times just being a mom, that you can ground yourself in knowing, but I love my child. I mean, I like them right now, but I know I love them. And so if anyone is going to challenge that, I can find confidence and grounding in the answers that I have to those questions. The things that other people, maybe they don't see in that moment. Therefore, they feel justified in saying what they're saying, but they don't know you and they don't know what it's like at home with your child. So take confidence in that. All right, that's what I've got for you this week. If you're looking for further support, you need a coach and I can help you. I would be honored to be your coach. So click on that link below, send me a message and let's have a chat. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 